This is a story of sorts, the podcast mostly about bookish stuff. Footnotes. Hello everyone, Karina here again. Today I bring you the list of books that I have read in July, which was actually pretty good. I've read some very small books, I've read very long books, and I think that so far this one has been the best reading month of the year. And I don't mean just in terms of books, because I have read 11 books this month, and January I've read more than that. But honestly, in books that I have loved, because July really has some of my favorites of this year, maybe the most favorite of the year so far. So let's begin. I've started the year reading a book that was actually uh, an e-arc, but then as usual or as very often I took quite a bit long to get to it and I've read it after it was out and it was The Other Black Girl by Zakia Dalila Harris. This book was a phenomenal and it's a funny thing because I started the book out thinking it was just, you know, literary fiction but it is a thriller and the book is so believable that you don't really get that it's a thriller almost up till the end which reminded me a little bit of uh, when no one is watching that book was also extremely believable until the end where there are some thriller um, ideas there that that you kind of realize yeah this could have been a movie and this is you know less likely to happen in real life but it was really really believable the story is super interesting and there's this main character and she's the only black girl in her company and then there's a black girl that comes into the company and strange things start to happen and I don't want to ruin the book for anyone but I really loved it the hype that you see on the internet you know like twitter instagram whatever it's justified and yeah I really recommend it the second book that I've read was color theory constellis was number one by Carolee I have interviewed Carolee for the podcast. Their second book is actually now out as well. This is a trilogy. And I gotta say that I think it is very well written, but it is science fiction and it's quite complicated. So while I do understand the, the um, like the, not the nuances, or while I do understand the story, I think, I think I would be able to kind of explain the story to other people. It was kind of complicated for me to be able to, to make sense of everything that was happening as a whole too, like if I had to summarize it. I know the story more or less, I know what I read of course, because you know, um, I know the characters, but it isn't an easy to understand science fiction, at least not for me. I have a lot of trouble, as I've told you before, with science fiction and fantasy, that sometimes the world building and everything that is happening, it just doesn't click in my brain because you know, it isn't real. And with this book was definitely that. I I still think that if you like science fiction, you really are going to like it. There are a lot of nuances in it that I'm pretty sure have escaped me. But um, it talks about gender and sexuality and about this future world where there are, you know, robots and artificial intelligence but with the mind of people from the past so the premise is pretty interesting so I really also recommend the book but I cannot in good conscience give it 
any stars or review it properly because it is something it's the kind of science fiction that I really have trouble getting into and that I really have trouble reviewing and completely understanding but if you like science fiction you should check it out there are going to be three novels out this year and then there are going to be if I am remembering correctly the interview that I had with Kyra there's going to be more side stories so plenty to go around if you like series the next book that I've read, it's called The Night Watchman by Louise Edridge. The book is based on the life of the writer's grandfather and he worked as a night watchman. The story speaks mostly about native dispossession uh, from rural North Dakota. And I thought I listened to it as an audiobook. The book has won an award, if I am not mistaken, and I thought it was super interesting because you kind of get to know the life of two main people. One of them goes on a trip to find out her sister, but you also get to see the life of the night watchman and the, the kind of weird things that happens around the place where he works. And yeah, I, I honestly, I think it's a very interesting book and it's really well written as well. So, you know, just pick it up. I think it's a uh, well-deserved. I don't know if... It, I think it won an award, but if it did not, well, it, it would have been well-deserved. The fourth book of the month was The Color Purple by Alice Walker. It's a well-known classic. I have read it because it was chosen for the book club that I host at the bookstore I work at. And when I started reading the book, it was pointed out to me that Alice Walker is anti-Semitic or was anti-Semitic and it's something that I actually did not know. I usually do some research while choosing books for the book club because the book club is about, you know, it's called Educate Yourself and it's about social justice. So I usually try to do some research before going into any book, but I did not in this case because, again, it is a classic and I saw a lot of people recommending it um, and I just didn't take the time to actually do proper research but it was pointed out to me so I've read the book and then we actually discussed in the book club how important it is to be aware of you know problematic writers and how you can look at their work and read their work and take the good things from their work while remembering that they are problematic and you should not support or you know do any kind of advertisement towards their work and I know of course I bought this book I didn't get it from a library or or you know I didn't get it from I didn't steal it from the internet or download it anywhere else but um yeah but I this was also before I knew of the whole controversy and I knew of this whole problematic things but I did do some research afterwards and I send a few links also to the people who are being part of the of the book club so I think it was an interesting experience to also discuss that along with the book as for the book honestly I thought this book had a lot more to do with race than than queerness and then as you read the book you kind of realize that it's a woman coming to terms and it, it is never really named but it is a woman kind of realizing that she is in love with another woman and that she is a lesbian it's not really a, a spoiler alert but uh, especially if you've read the blurb I think because I, I very often go into the books without reading the blurb but the way that she talks about you know the attraction that she feels for women and that she does not feel for men you kind of realize that like she doesn't have the words for that but you know what it is and to be honest it's it's even quite endearing to kind of see that person and it's like, yeah, we have a word for that, man. You just, you're a lesbian, you like women. 
and she doesn't know. And I think that the, the relationships in the book were quite interesting, even though the ending for me was a bit disappointing because I think that the main character, Celia, if I'm not mistaken, is that Celia or Nelly? I don't know anymore. But the main character, she kind of accepts an apology and certain things, you know, get solved that I don't think should have been excused. But, you know, it's a way to end the book. And I still think I still think there there is a lot to learn from this book. But uh, I think that if I had known about the situation with Alice Walker and anti-Semitism, I might have abstained from reading it. The next book was a Dutch book and it is called Zeebrieven. I read this book, it was very quickly because this is just a bunch of letters from one sister to the other and they are separated by the sea. And it's a very simple book, it's very very short, you just, you know, you can read the book in 20 minutes, I think, half an hour. But the writing was very beautiful, the sphere, the, 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 the whole idea around the book and what you feel is also very melancholic and, and dark and, and I really enjoyed it. I have finally, after buying the book last year, giving my new copy to someone as a gift and then buying another copy for myself, I finally got to Hamnet. It is as good as everyone else says. It is absolutely sad. It's really, really sad. And I loved the way she built up. And when I say she, I mean, of course, Maggie O'Farrell. The way that she builds up the story. The story is based on... Shakespeare's son, which was called Hamlet. And Ham Hamlet is also another way to say the name. And back in the time, uh, especially, I think it was kind of like interchangeable uh, using Hamlet in Hamlet. So people know that Shakespeare's son died very young from the Black Plague. And the story gets to there. But before the story gets to there, you're kind of like, like anticipating something that it's going to happen. And you're kind of seeing things build up and you don't really at first understand how that is going to happen and there's so much more tragedy going around that yeah you, you and so much story about like both the parents uh, both Shakespeare but also the mother and yeah it's just like it's it's super well written it's super interesting it's terribly sad and it's really amazing so if like me you have Hamlet on your to be read and you haven't yet picked it up this is a sign to do so Go pick up Hamlet. Next book was The Anthropocene Reviewed. And I listened to it, thanks to Libre FM, thanks Libre FM again. Um, so I've listened to it in audiobook form and I was listening to it as usual on my way from and back. No, on my way to and back from work on my bike. I cried a few times. I don't know. I had forgotten that John Green has a way to describe certain things and to talk about some things and making them very emotional or even emotive. Is that a word? Well, it's the way that he describes so many different things that could be so ordinary and yet makes you feel all the feels. It's it's. I had forgotten about that. I haven't read a, a John Green a book in a long time and the Anthropocene reviewed is basically he picks up random stuff from you know our times Dr. Pepper video games I think and I, I forgot a lot of the things that he reviewed but even reviews like football 
And I don't know, it's just a lot of random stuff that we have nowadays. And I don't know what was his criterion to choose those things. But he picks up those things and he reviews it. But of course, like in, in a five star review, like he gives them one star or five stars or whatever. And the way that he manages to pick up those things, like I am not a football fan. I used to like football when I was younger, but now I really I really can't be bothered. Even for the Euro Cup, I used to follow the Euro Cup and I still do a little bit, but I don't get sad anymore when Portugal loses. But he made me cry about football and he made me cry about a lot of other things that I was like, why, why, like it's eight in the morning and I'm here on my bike. No, not eight in the morning. I don't get up there early, but like it's 9.30 in the morning and I'm here cycling to work and just crying about a man talking about football and his love for football that I don't share. So yeah, he's just got this way of talking about completely ordinary things with such emotion and importance. He gives them so much importance that you just cannot not love it and you just cannot not be touched by the way he describes things. So I truly, honestly loved this book. The next book was Sleeping Around by Morgan Vega and it was Morgan's debut young adult romance. And uh, I have read it in preparation as well for Morgan Vega's interview on the podcast because Morgan has talked to me. I am editing the podcast and it's going to be out in a few weeks. And it was super interesting to talk to her about the book. And the book really surprised me in a very positive way. And it is about this girl who is in foster care. And then she has finally found um, a place for her to, you know, study music at university. But then things kind of go a little wrong when she gets to un to the university finally. And it's just this trial that she has to go through trying to find a place to actually live, like a dorm, a place to sleep. And yeah, I, it was really well written. I really liked it. Um, something that really... Uh, frustrated me a bit is that I had a feeling that some things could have been solved if if the main character had talked to the people that she should have talked to but I also understand that, and and then after a while you do realize that that it's something about the character's way of being that would not allow her to do that so in the in the end although it's a bit, little bit frustrating in the end it makes all sense that things were like that and yeah and it's it's i really enjoyed it so you should go read sleeping around and you should definitely listen to my interview with uh, with morgan vega when it's out so keep an eye out for that don't forget to subscribe gotta take any any chance to say that right um i had the chance to read the new Paula Hawkins that comes out on the 31 of August, if I'm not mistaken, so next week, and it's called A Slow Fire Burning, and oh my god, I loved it. I really liked The Girl on the Train. Into the Water was, I think, in my opinion, not as good as The Girl on the Train. A Slow Fire Burning might have been better than The Girl on the Train, uh, or at least I might have liked it more the characters, the way that the, the, the book develops. It gave me second guessing. I was guessing, oh, this person was like, there's a murder in the beginning of the book. And I was like, oh, it's this person. And then after a while, no, 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 it's that person. And then, yeah, in the end, I didn't, yeah, I didn't guess anything, which frustrates me, but I guess it proves that it's, it's a good book, I guess. Um, yeah, and I really enjoyed it. So um, if you are a Paula Hawkins 
fun. I hope you also don't get disappointed because I certainly didn't. I really like the way the the book develops and the story develops. Keep it on your pre-orders. Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I finally listened to this book because I really liked The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I haven't yet listened to Daisy Jones and the Six. I don't know if I will, to be honest. Malibu Rising was good. Not, Not nearly as good as Evelyn Hugo, but good enough that it was entertaining. There was a lot of drama. If you think there is a lot of drama in Evelyn Hugo, I don't know. Maybe I think there's as much drama in here. The story uh, takes place in a shorter amount of time. I thought the characters were interesting and I gave it, I think, four stars because it was it was good, but it wasn't like amazing. It was good. It's It's entertaining enough. The last book of the month, the 11th book of this month, and this is the one that I was talking about in the beginning of the podcast, probably my favorite book of the year so far. And it's The New Sea of Tranquility by Emily St. John Mandel that it's coming out next year. I have never read anything by Mandel, but everybody was so excited that there was a new book by her that I kind of figured, you know what, I've never read anything by her. I'm very in, like interested in getting to know this author because a lot of people loved her um, first book, which I forgot the name, is Eleven something, and The Glass Hotel as well. So I figured I might as well just, you know, request the advanced reading copy on Edelweiss Plus, and I got accepted. And a few days after, like when I finished the book I was reading at the time, I immediately started with this one because I was super curious about it. And oh my god, I cannot explain to you how much I adore this book. And I think one of the main reasons why I adore this book is that it talks about a theory that I have discussed before with people and the thoughts in the book are pretty much the same thoughts that I have about it and that's about a computer simulation like you know us as humans being a computer simulation and yeah like the the the, I really loved that the book is uh, takes place in the future past and present so it's like you know it, it, it it is different um, main characters for each time and it starts like with with this guy that gets exiled into Canada from the UK uh, for basically being a social justice warrior at the time his family didn't like that he said shit about British colonialism so they sent him to Canada where he was living a pretty good life yeah just you know he was rich he always had money for everything could stay as long as you wanted, wherever you wanted, without having to worry about money. And then something happens to him that is kind of strange. And then after a while, and I really liked that that's the thing, I really liked every, uh, as I said, every time period as a main character, and I like them all. And then eventually it goes into the future. I don't even know which year anymore, but basically we aren't living on Earth alone. And by alone, I mean just on Earth. Uh, we have colonized other planets and and moons and stuff like that um yeah and then then there's another main character and there's another story happening which i don't want to give a lot of spoilers but yeah the way things tie together because then pretty much everything ties together it's done very well the writing is really nice it just flows you just read it very easily and oh my god i cried this book made me laugh and this book made me cry and I cried so much and 
as I said, I think one of the reasons why I liked it so much is that I kind of feel like this book read my soul and my thoughts. So I felt really connected to it. And I don't know how the rest of the year is going to be. Because so far, I've really read a lot of really, really good books that I absolutely love. But this one just has a space in my heart, especially because I've been thinking about it. And I've been thinking about the fact that I would truly, truly love to reread it sometime, just to absorb the story again and to feel, hopefully, the same things that the story made me feel and um, I barely could put it down as I was reading. So either if you're, um, you know, an Emily St. John Mandel fan or not, if you're considering putting that book in pre-order and, you know, paying attention to it because it's coming out in April next year, just I, I can't recommend it enough and I think you should do it. And these are the books that I have read in July. As I said, there were some here, like, the Night Watch, The Other Black Girl, Hamnet, The Anthropocene, A Slow Fire Burning, Sea of Tranquility. Like, there are so many good books I've read. Like, absolutely great stories that I've read this month that I don't think I will have another month as good as this. But maybe I will. Who knows? It's something to look forward to. That's the great thing about books. As usual, you can find all of my social media at linktree slash Karina Pereira. Come talk to me about books under a story of sorts on Instagram. You can also follow me on Twitter. Everything is in the link that I gave and on the footnotes. I'll be back next week, next Tuesday, with a new interview. I'll talk to you then. And thank you for listening. (laughs) 